Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, welcome back. I mean, I've done two weeks without you, so I know people are wondering, where is he? Yeah, yeah. I'm around. Did I've you, been around. Did you enjoy your time off? <laughs> yeah, my time <laughs> off. Yeah, well, it's been it's been good, and uh, you had good guests, so um, I, I think it's I think it's great for you to be able to, you know, talk to a plethora of people. Mm-hmm. It's nice sometimes just doing girl talks with people too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my whole business life, I've worked with men. Yeah, and so until Jackie, I really did not get to hang around girls that often because mm-hmm. I was always working around men. And so, like, it's always nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. That's what I should say. That's I'm a lo- different dynamic. It's a totally different dynamic. Yeah. But I am glad to have you back. You guys probably laugh more. We definitely laugh yeah. more. Yeah. I mean, ours are very serious business. It is serious. But away from this, we do laugh a lot. You have yeah. to admit. No, we do. Yeah. Um, I, I always, when I come on this program, I always feel like a responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the stuff we're talking about is so meaningful right. and can change people's lives that I, I carry a big responsibility of, um, you know, t- carrying the message forward. Yeah. So it's good that you can get I out. call that stress, by the <laughs> no, way. No, it's not stress. Oh, okay. It's not stress. It's anointing. Okay. And you have to be, you have to be respectful of anointing and, right. and carry it. But um, we still, we still have some laughs on here. Totally. So. All right, good. Well, I thought it would be wise of us to talk today about a topic that I know is on a lot of people's minds. Mm. Just with where we are in this country, where Mm. we are with the economy, we see what's going on in Israel. There's so much uncertainty. Mm. And so even though, you know, in times like this, I think it's easy just to be like, nothing else matters. Like, who cares where we are financially? Who cares? It's so much bigger than that. Mm. I still want to speak to those who are like, look, in lieu of everything we're seeing happening, how can we really make sure that we're not only walking in our purpose, but we're, our purpose is actually leading to our prosperity? Mm, that's good. And so what I mean by that is, is what are we doing today that's setting us up to prosper in the future? Mm-hmm. And I know that topic is very sensitive to you because we've had these conversations just in the last few years you know, we've done so many different things. Right. But at the end of the day, if someone says, you know, what are you about? Like, mm-hmm. who are you and what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. What What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say that my passion is real estate. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's what's on my mind um, most of the time um, as it relates to, you know, my uh, my giftings and my my secular work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's what I think about um, when I have some downtime to have a cup of coffee or or sit and and just relax. I'm looking at listings. I'm looking at real estate all over the world, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's the thing I do when I don't have to be doing anything, and that's always a key to me. That that's probably a good sign. It's part of my purpose. Got it. So it's the thing that you do. When you have free time to yeah. do anything. When, it's the thing I you, do when I don't have to do anything, but I choose to do that. But share with me and to our listeners how mm-hmm. you're finding that that is building wealth for you for future. Because, you know, 
I think it's amazing that you've identified it. I couldn't agree more with you. I think mm-hmm. that absolutely is your passion. Mm-hmm. But I think for some people, and I know even for myself, it took me a while to really zone in on what is it that I'm really about? Just yeah. Amber. Strip away everything else because I've had my hands in so many things. Mm-hmm. But what is Amber about? And then how am I going to use that? Obviously for kingdom-minded purpose, but more so, how am I going to do use that to build prosperity for the future for our right. family? Yeah, you mentioned something earlier, and I think it's good to touch on that. You know, we are in very turbulent times, Mm -hmm. um, unprecedented, honestly, in every way, shape, and form, politically, geopolitically. um, It's uh, coming out of the pandemic. I mean, you name it. Uh, And But I don't think that any of us should lose sight of the fact that our job hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Our job hasn't changed, and that's to be about the Father's business, to be kingdom builders, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so what does that mean? That means we have to steward resources. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about prosperity, it's just not about the bling. It's not about getting the new shiny thing. Right. This is about stewarding resources that are in this earth um, to benefit and build the kingdom. Yeah. So the question becomes, okay, how do I do that? That's great, Ryan. Thanks for telling me. I already knew that, but how do I do it? Right. And the world throws all these ideas for how to build prosperity at us. I mean, everything from you know the stock market and IRAs, four hundred one ks, you know, real estate, gold and silver, uh, rare coins, collectibles, like all of these different ways, mm-hmm. and. I'm a firm believer that in prosperity lives inside of every single person within their purpose. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, I started thinking my purpose was in financial markets, stocks and bonds. I thought that's where I belonged. And you that's know? probably why you went into the financial planner. Like that's what you did for Yeah, a while. I mean, I got my I got my series seven. I got my licensing for variable annuities and um and uh, life insurance and uh, opened an an Edward Jones shop here on on Anna Maria Island. And I realized pretty quickly, I'm like, I don't think this is it. And um, and it lives somewhere in uh, watching the volatility and the markets and really having no control over it. Now, I still believe that, um, you know, equities, stocks mm-hmm. uh, have a place in everyone's portfolio. Right. But I realized it wasn't my first passion. And um, I've had many financial advisors tell me, Ryan, you might be overweighted in real estate, but there's a reason for that. It's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. It's what I love. I like to walk on my investment. I like to grow food. I like to raise cows. Um, and and for me, something tangible about that, I recognize there was a connection with what why I chose that because it actually improves my life. Yeah. It makes me a better human. Well, and it builds wealth. And over time, it builds wealth. Right. So, um, so that is, would you say that's your biggest wealth building strategy overall, or is there a certain percentage of your portfolio that you like to see in that because it's your purpose, you love it, you believe in it, you've seen it work for you, but you still stay diversified in other areas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I, for, for us personally, yeah. um, real estate is our number one a holding, you know, mm-hmm. it's what we believe in the most, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be the same for everyone. Right. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day that he loves cars and loves fixing cars. And it's like, well, guess what? Classic cars and collectibles are a real thing. 
And so somebody that that's what they find themselves doing when they don't have to do anything else is tinkering with cars and looking at classic cars online could say, you know what? I can build a retirement nest egg with my passion for collectible cars. And um, I think that that's a light, a light that needs to be shined on, on all of us and say, you know, it doesn't have to be the stock market. It doesn't have to be the 401k. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be what they have always told us it needs to be. Um, I believe that true kingdom builders need to leverage the giftings inside of us in order to uh, build prosperity. Right. There's a link there and there's a connection. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that for most people, I think, probably is not the stock market. You know, it could be houses. It could be cars. I mean, you probably uh, can think of other things that you love. I, I do love, well, I love cars. I like yeah. vintage cars. I'm yeah. a big Land Rover fanatic, as you know. Yes. And so, I mean, you know, I know that's probably not everyone's specialty. And mm -hmm. I think because I grew up with a dad who owned a shop and, you know, was a mechanic. And so I came to love like really like rustic cars. So defenders mm -hmm. are my thing. But I also think it's a great investment because- they hold their value. Mm -hmm. um, they look great to drive in. Mm -hmm. I feel good in them. So, of course, it's a great investment mm -hmm. because of that. So, But it's a nice trade-off to be able to enjoy those things that you love and at the same time know they're a great investment to put money in that's not as volatile as the stock market. Mm -hmm. And it's a tangible item that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not shutting down the stock market as an avenue, but I I do know that we are entering into a time of volatility. Um, the full history of the market shows that over time, if you don't try to time the market, if you buy and hold companies you believe in, that over time, mm -hmm. the system, the market makers need the valuations on these stocks to go up over time because they own them too. Right. So over, over time, it's going to work out fine. Right. The hard part is the psychological battle in the downturns to stay the course. And so there is a place for that. Uh, but if you were to give me uh, $100,000 and said, Ryan, do, do you personally want to put this in the stock market or put this into real estate? I'll take real estate every single time because it's what I'm passionate about. It's mm -hmm. what I believe in. Mm -hmm. And um, there's there's that connection, uh, you know, to, I was talking to another guy the other day, okay, he calls me and he, he says, my IRA is underperforming, my individual retirement account, it's underperforming. And I'm thinking about selling out. And at first I was, you know, talking to him about staying the course and diversification, but it was interesting where the conversation went and ended up going to more of like a sermon on purpose. Mm -hmm. And this guy is one of the best carpenters and handy individuals I've ever seen. I agree with you because I know who you're talking yes, about. The like best. Everything he touches yep. is turns to gold. It's beautiful. And I'm like, Brian, mm -hmm. I'm like, why aren't you leveraging this gifting mm -hmm. you have in order to build your retirement mm -hmm. instead of, you know, trusting it in the hands of corporate, uh, you know, corporate executives, you can leverage your retirement assets to buy homes, fix them up, sell them. And, you know, I happen to believe that if he's in his giftings and functioning like that, he's going to end up outperforming the stock market mm -hmm. 10x right. over the course of the next 20, 30 years right. because it's his gifting. It's what he understands. He goes, you know, it's true. I don't really understand the stock market and I've been ripped off by a pension fund. And, and he started kind of like saying, yeah, why, why am I so 
convicted to be in the stock market when I have this other skill that I can leverage. And that was a breakthrough moment for me. I'm like, you know what? This purpose and prosperity thing is intricately uh, connected. And, but we, I think that we go there because they, whoever they is, we're still trying to figure <laughs> still that trying out. trying to figure out the who is they. They say we should be diversified and we should be investing in the stock market. But mm. at the end of the day, I think a lot of people hesitate. One, because they feel like they don't have enough money to invest in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Two, it's because they don't fully understand how yeah. it works and functions. And I think something you said, which is, yes, it's going to be volatile, but the truth is, is there's there, it's always going to go up over time if you set it. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a little different than you. I am a set it and forget it kind of person. I don't want to see it. I don't want mm-hmm. to look at it every day. I trust people that mm-hmm. we've put in place versus whereas you are very much, you see it. You're in mm-hmm. it every day, probably a little more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for most females, they'd probably find that it's a little too stressful. It's too much of a roller coaster. I can handle mm-hmm. a bunch of other stress. Mm-hmm. But watching that for me, so... It is stressful. So yeah. what would you say to those people that are like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to lose money. Like, do, do they just reach out? Do they set up a brokerage account online? How mm-hmm. do they even get in the game, so to speak? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, the, the, the reality is there are so many professionals out there yeah. that are really, really good at, at helping individuals steward their resources. I know, but my problem has always been that most yeah. of those people only want to deal with high net worth people. And then there's others that want to start with people that have never made a dollar in their life and get them started on a on a, a dollar cost averaging plan mm-hmm. where you can set aside X number of dollars per month. You know, maybe it's a hundred bucks, maybe it's 200 bucks. It's called DCA or dollar, dollar cost averaging. And what you're doing is you're averaging into the market monthly. You don't have to have a big nest egg to start. Um, you know, there's there are firms like Edward Jones that are very, um, they're, they're, it's a Midwestern firm. It's very conservative. They're all about face-to-face business. There's, uh, there's fun companies like Fidelity where you can open accounts and there's no charges. Um, and so there, there is a very low entry point and there's, there's people that can help um, newcomers to the market to navigate it and learn, right? You have to start somewhere. So right. it's all about, it's all about starting. That's and, right. Um, so most people probably start with some type of retirement account um, and then transition into more of like, uh, you know, their savings or cash account that they're investing. But um, I would encourage anyone as a starting place, you know, there is one advantage to the stock market and that it is that it's liquid any given day. And that's one thing that people love about it. Mm-hmm. Any given day, it's a click of a button away from converting shares of a company to, to cash. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, real estate is not quite that liquid. Um, and there's a process. Mm-hmm. I can decide today I want to liquidate my asset and convert it to cash, but it can take time. So there's there's downsides to every asset class. Totally. But I actually like it. And I'll yeah. tell you why. When we would do the credit card company and we would talk with people here like, oh, you know, what if I want to use my cards again? Mm-hmm. And we would say, you know what? Freeze them in mm-hmm. the freezer, like fill it with water, put your cards in there. By the time mm-hmm. it thaws out, you've had plenty of time to determine if that purchase is really necessary or if you're splurging and should not use your credit card. <laughs> and I think that's the same with investments. I think that when it's in the stock market and it's an easy click of the button and I yeah. can get my money out, yeah. it's a, you're a lot more volatile with your spending. Whereas if it's in real estate, you know what? You're going to think long and hard. It's going to give you time to really think about what you're going to allocate that money to should you sell the property, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's huge tax, you know, um, 
what do you call that? To where you have to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah. tax liabilities on property sold. So mm-hmm. it really makes you think twice before cashing in all your chips on your investment. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and actually, I want to harken back to something you said about um, watching it every day yeah. versus set it and forget it. And to me, there is a difference between an investor and a trader. And trading is very hard. You've got to be right twice. You've got to be right when you buy the buy the security and you have to be right when you sell the security or you don't make any money. Right. On when you're an investor, you buy shares of companies that you really believe in. You believe in them, you have a thesis. Like I, Peloton. Like, like for Peloton me. for you. Um, you know, like Costco. Let's mm-hmm. say I'm a just a compulsive Costco shopper and I'm like, I believe in this company, you know, I believe in what they do. You know, a while back I was like chewy with the um the 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 drop shipped dog food. Right. I'm like, this is a brilliant. It's brilliant. And of course, Amazon's gonna buy them one day. Right. So like, why wouldn't I invest in this? You know? And I believed in the thesis. So what's important about believing in the company you're investing in is if there is a downturn, you don't stress out. You say, well, I believe in the long-term vision of this company. I believe in what they're doing. That's an investor. Got and it. that's what makes it easy to set it and forget it. And I have buckets. I have buckets. I've got buckets of money that I never look at. Mm-hmm. That, that's the long term. I don't even look at it. I don't pay attention to what happens day to day. And then I have buckets that I trade and I am an active trader and I am trying to time in and out. And, um, you know, those are the things I'm actively involved in. But, you know, real estate's that's always important. the first love though. <laughs> yeah. But that's important. What you just said is that to be an investor, you can actually look and partner up mm-hmm. with companies that you believe in. Mm-hmm. One, it makes it fun. Yeah. And so- then even when it does have a downturn, you know, mm-hmm. Peloton's a perfect example. It's been up and down, very volatile, but guess mm-hmm. what? I still believe in it. Yeah. I'm on it every day. I love it. So as long as I'm in the game, I'm in the game with my money too. Yeah. It's like, put your money where your mouth is, so right. to speak, right? Yeah. And it's nice to walk in, uh, to get into your Tesla and say, I own part of this company mm-hmm. or to walk into a Marriott and say, I'm an owner of Marriott. I believe in it. Right. I'm investing in My dollars are behind them. Right. You know, yeah, you're, you you have some owner ownership uh, hype. So one of the questions that I know people are asking themselves, and I know we went through this process, is what is it that I'm passionate about? And sometimes it's hard to land on mm-hmm. what that is. And it almost takes someone else to sit with you or asking. One of the tips that I wrote down that I really encourage people to do is ask 10 people who are around you the most. Like, mm. what what makes up Ryan? And for me, what what is Amber? Mm-hmm. Like, strip away everything. If you didn't know anything I did, mm-hmm. what could you say about me personally that could maybe steer me in the right direction to make sure I'm walking in my purpose and my giftings? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I love helping. Like, surprisingly, I'm an aide on the Enneagram. They're mm-hmm. not typically helpers. But when I say help, I should say I like solving problems. Right. Like I, I don't care what the problem is. I love solving problems. <laughs> and so I know that if I'm solving a problem mm-hmm. or I'm helping, then that is my purpose and gifting. Yeah. That's what I feel like my gifting is. And yeah. if I'm doing that and I'm walking in that, then mm-hmm. I know the prosperity will come. Right. Right? Right. So it's very similar to your real estate. The problem is it's so, it's so broad right? Yeah. Like solving problems. Yeah. And, I mean. And lots of people are happy for you to solve their problems. Totally. But monetizing <laughs> it. And so yes. I think it's knowing when and how to monetize your gifting Yeah, that people struggle with because they do want to help. And like me, I love helping people, 
But I also love monetizing because I think that everybody knows what I know, Mm. but it's not true. And people being able to identify what it is that they have in them Mm -hmm. that they can set up to monetize and build wealth for future Mm -hmm. or invest in those things that are in alignment with their gifting. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I've said it before in other, in other uh, podcasts, but that that seed is in each and every one of us, you know, that seed, that purpose in, is in each and every one of us. And for me, like I said, uh, I've been all over the place with hobbies and interest and, and asset, uh, asset classes. I mean, I've done everything from, you know, rare coins and, and, and cryptocurrency and, and real estate and, and, you know, gas stations and art. Do you remember that? Art, Mm -hmm. um, you know, literally, I don't know that there's an asset class I haven't delved into um, as a wealth building tool, but every single time, I'll never forget what this man, Cactus, said to me. He's an oil man. And um, Was his name really Cactus? Cactus, yeah. That's not his real name, but that's his nickname. They all have nicknames, you know. He's he's a good Texas boy. And um, we were having lunch and I was talking to him about my idea of, of buying gas stations. And he looked at me and he said, well, what do you know about gas stations? And I said, well, I don't know the first thing about gas stations, but, you know, these things look like really mm-hmm. profitable profitable vehicles. You're getting agitated. I, I, I hate this conversation. <laughs> it's okay. It's, we're working. We're, you're going through a healing I, I right now. I will take responsibility for also not knowing anything and being suckered into this whole so, gas it, station it, it, game. So he told me, Ryan, you know, if you don't know about something, and you're not passionate about something, you have no business investing your money in it. Great advice. Great advice. I ignored him completely. And you right? didn't share it with me, clearly. <laughs> I think I did. No, but, you know. I don't think you did. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, I, that has been a mantra, though, ever since that I've used. If I don't understand it and I'm not passionate about it, then why am I placing my money into that particular vertical. Mm-hmm. So I have a responsibility either to learn about it mm-hmm. or become passionate about it or just stay away from it and right. stay in my lane. Right. You know, stay in my lane. I have a lane, it's clear. Yep. You know, God's wired me in a certain way. So that's what I would encourage people to do is, what is your lane? Mm-hmm. What do you spend your time doing when you don't have to be doing anything? I can almost guarantee you there is a path to prosperity in that particular purpose. Well, and there's so much teaching and training online for people now too, that before you venture into a certain area, do your due diligence. Like take a course, read about it, follow people who are doing it and make sure they're credible with the advice that you're getting from them before you go into investing into something that could have huge ramifications if it failed. Absolutely. Um, One more thing I want to touch on, just because I know that we're getting ready to enter the holidays and with the economy as volatile as it is, and you're watching globally, we have over $235 trillion worth of debt. Wow. Which is an all-time high, by the way. That's crazy. So when they're looking at that and they're trying to plan financially for walking into the holidays, how can they be able to set aside enough money so they're not accruing more debt. And one of the things that I have been researching is really a structured way to look at your finances. Mm-hmm. So I want to share with you something that I um, I think is a great strategy. Okay. And it's actually Richard Jenkins, who was MSN Money. He was a former editor-in-chief there. And he set up what he refers to as the 60% solution. Okay. Okay. And that is that you have this 40% that's divided into investment buckets, but 60% of your income is what you should be living on food, 
living expenses, and taxes. Okay. okay? So if you look at what you're bringing in monthly for mm -hmm. your household, 60% mm -hmm. of it should go towards food, housing, living, and taxes. And taxes. The other 40% should be broken down in the structure. And I'd love to know your opinion on this. Mm -hmm. So he suggests that 10% of it should be set aside for retirement. Okay. So what would that be considered? Like your 401k? 401k, IRA, um, you know, any type of tax deferred investment vehicle. Okay. Another 10% should be long-term savings. Mm -hmm. What would you categorize under long-term savings? Long-term savings is readily accessible, generally in a savings account. It really could be invested in anything, but it it is a savings account, but it's a cash account. It's not it's probably not in any type of tax shelter. Got it. Then 10% in short-term savings, what I would call an emergency fund, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you? Something yes. that's accessible, a little easier to get a yeah. hold of. You know, that could be in a savings account where your longer-term savings could even could be in stocks or mutual funds, something that, um, you know, there's a little more risk, but there's a higher, higher potential for yield. And then the last 10% would be what they refer to as fund money. Mm. And that is just to me... Christmas money, mm -hmm. giftings. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at your income and what you're bringing in on a weekly basis, which in turn will result with your monthly income, mm -hmm. look at it from the 60% solution model mm -hmm. and allocate 60% and the other 40 start to invest even at a very young age, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's like taking it from your purpose, turning into prosperity, mm -hmm. then using the wealth and the money to invest in your future with a 60% solution approach. And I like that. I like that. And it begs a question for those that are listening that say, my expenses for my housing, my food, my taxes is above 60% already. And so what that requires is a reshuffling of the deck, um, which means, okay, I'm over, I'm overspending my income to live within this model, which means I have two, I have two solutions. I either need to reduce my expenses or make more or money. Make more money. Mm -hmm. There's only two ways out of the hole. The problem with reducing expenses, you can only reduce them so far, where increasing revenue is infinite. Right. You know, it, the sky is the limit on how much you can make. That's right. Um, any human being. And we need to wrap our head around that. We need to wrap our head around, we have authority yep. over this world. Mm -hmm. We have authority over this earth. Mm -hmm. And so we need to walk in a, con a thought that the revenue stream potential is infinite. Right. If we find our lane. Right. And I know so many people, it's not, we're not in the days of like our great grandparents to where they had one job. Mm -hmm. Like, you have access with everything that's made available to bring in multiple streams of revenue mm -hmm. so that you're not one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. You have multiple streams that will allow you to live a rich life, but also take advantage of investment opportunities to set up your future. Yeah, And it compounds if you're walking in your purpose and you're gifting. Yeah. And to your point, with uh, trillions globally um, in debt, that's the first area to attack. You know, unsecured debt, that's why we're so bullish on attacking credit card debt is because it's dead weight. That's right. It's truly dead weight. And these guys are loan sharks. Yeah, they are loan that, sharks. You know, and the fact is that that's the head of the snake you got to mm -hmm. cut off first is get the credit card debt out of there. That'll reduce expenses. And it's almost, it's almost like hitting a reset button, mm -hmm. you know, to be in debt is to be in slavery. Well, I always refer to it as you immediately flip your script once you eliminate the debt. Yeah. Because you free up so much cash instantaneously that mm -hmm. you can now invest in building wealth. Exactly. So the return on investment of just paying off your debt 
that's actually a full-time job in and of itself because once you flip it, it starts to work for you rather than against you. Yeah, yeah. And believe in miracles. Yeah. Believe in miracles, you know? Well, yeah, Um, I mean, you know what I always say? You got to believe believe to receive. That's right. If you believe, you will receive. That's it. I mean, we're living proof of that. And and you have to believe. Believe in a miracle with your death. Believe in it. Believe that that will happen. Totally. And I know a lot of things we talk about seem like a lot of out of people's reach. They are not out of their reach. Mm -hmm. They've just got to believe and put a plan in place, and then watch the miracle unfold. That's really good. So I think that we have given a lot of great information to these people. I'm so excited to hear back. Here are people who will have listened to this. And if you want to you know, set up a clarity call with us, whether it's for your debt, mm-hmm. to start to flip your script, yep. or even if you're in a position to where you're like, look, I've got some extra money I want to invest. Yeah, We actually have a, a call that we do for free that actually goes through the... Um, housing opportunities yeah. and things that we have available for people to participate in to yeah. build wealth. The real so, estate, the real estate, real estate rundown, right? real with estate you. rundown. Yeah. So definitely set up a clarity call, reduce my You can find all our future and previous podcasts there also. Yep. And thanks so much for sharing all that today. I yeah. learned a little bit. Thank you. Yep.